Hi, everybody, and thank you for stopping in. Um, I got to put my comments on, make sure that I, I can see. Okay, this next guest I'm really excited to have. She's a trip. So I'm going to warn you all ahead of time. She is a trip, okay? And you are going to have such an amazing time meeting this person. This person I met, it's been a few years, R.C. Moore. She owns a vintage shop. Well, here I got my little notes over here. So I'm going to wrong notes. My bad. <laughs> but she has this amazing vintage shop that I actually got to model for a few years ago. And it was badass. But you know what? Let's skip that. I'm just going to go straight to, you can watch a little video that we kind of pieced together. So check it out. So now let's let's bring RC on. Hi hey, Rose. Hey, how are you? I'm good in you. I'm a trip, huh? I'm a trip. You to are now. Child, okay, you are I own a the trip. Place. I own the you place. Own it. Own it. <laughs> there is never a dull woman, dull moment with this woman, let me tell you. But I know I literally have notes here because I'm like, oh my God, what doesn't she do? Like, what don't, don't you do? Windows. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I don't like dishes. I don't do dishes. No, I, no, I don't no. wash the dishes either. No, I don't wash that's them. a little too domesticated. I need uh -huh. a dishwasher. <laughs> right. Yep. But no, I wanted, I was so excited to bring you on because we met a few years ago. Um, I got to model for your shop. Mm -hmm. And actually it's a really interesting story behind that. That was the first day. It was like literally my last day somewhat biologically female because I ended up getting my top surgery the next day. And I got to wear such cool clothes, such really cool vintage clothes that I was just like, oh my God, I want to own it all. I want all the clothes. <laughs> but, you know, on my, on my budget, not going to happen. <laughs> we do have layaway. I'll just let you know. Uh, well then, that means I got to make a trip up there. Yeah. But... I also want to be able to touch on life. So this is about you and your allyship within the LGBT, but mostly about you because you are an incredible ally within the community. Um, and that's one thing I really want to know. But I want you to tell me about you. Like what, when did you start with the vintage? Like how'd that all start? Well, um, I had an aunt, uh, Frances, who was very avant-garde and she lived in New York. And uh, she lived on Lexington or Park. I don't remember. But she used to bring me to all the shop, vintage shops in New York City. And at the time, it, that was, it was cheap. And we would go to, like, Governor's Mansion. We'd go to Screaming Mimi's. And <clears throat> I would get all this 
funky clothes. And um, then I lived in Berwick, Pennsylvania, which is a town about this big. And uh, I'd go and wear all this crazy stuff. And people were like, what the hell does she have on today? You know, but I just, you know, I loved crazy, strange things. So I was into vintage when I was 14. And now I'm going to be 59. So um, when people come in and they ask me about something, I know my history and I know my my vintage. I do. And right. I know that a lot of people are more into designer pieces. But I, I think you can make any piece look good all put together with something else. And so I just like to to be different. Yeah, I, I, I definitely get that. It's like because I shop at thrift stores. Like mm -hmm. I, good, and good. I live for thrift stores and I could have a name brand on and not even know, like I've had people say, Oh, that vest is from this and that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. I just like it. Cause it's nice. And it cost me $3 and right. 50 cents. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, the average uh, person throws away 81 pounds of textiles a year. Really? So and because clothes are not made with uh, organic fabrics, much anymore um the the clothing and the textiles sit in landfills and and just sit there forever and ever i mean they don't decompose so i try to stress you know go to thrift stores and go to vintage shops and buy used go to garage sales and yeah. and be unique and be yeah. unique and be wonderful and have your own style and be your oh, own self. absolutely absolutely 100 like me it's my shirt and ties i have over 300 ties good yeah and it's like it's 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 an obsession but then i thought you know i gotta stop i gotta stop it's right. it's i don't have enough racks to hold all the ties but when when i think about that it's to me it's like it sets me apart because you don't see guys with shirts Dressing. and ties and vests and suit coats anymore <clears throat> t-shirts sweats and jeans well you do but not here i mean right. you would in the city and you would yeah. you know uh but you know People say to me all the time because I make hats and they say, uh, oh, women don't wear hats anymore. I'm like, yes, they do. Yes, yeah. they do. Mm -hmm. I ship all over the world and I ship for free. And I have shipped hats to Tasmania, to Australia, to England, and, you know, pretty much all over the world. And I can tell you that uh, people are out there wearing hats. Uh, I wear hats all the time. If I don't have a hat on, I have a wig on. And I wore my very good wig for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, we have a comment here. Uh-oh. We got somebody right in here. Sandy yes, Griffin I'm 59. Says, I, think you're I am. I'm going to be 59 on the 21st. <laughs> See? But I embrace my age and I, I, you know, I love life and I right. drink. So. Look, I am. So then I guess this is how your store came about like how how did the store actually come about okay so i used to be the uh cash manager for the bethlehem ymca and they went through some corruption and some problems and what have you and some people went to jail and whatever whatever and um i had my life threatened and i was just exhausted from doing the forensic accounting and finding all the stuff. And so um, I think I can honestly say that I saved that wife from closing. I reported everything to the National Y and I didn't want to do accounting work anymore. 
And so uh, my husband at the time, Clayton, he said, uh, well, you have so many clothes, which I collected vintage clothes. Right. He said, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to make hats and I, you know, I want to do clothing. And so I came up with this idea of, you know, a hat jewelry. We did hats and jewelry in the beginning. And then I started branching out to vintage clothes because I loved it. And oh, uh and I knew what I was talking about. I know how to sew. I know how to repair. I know how to restore. I've been living this since I was 14. So right. that's what I started doing. And it's been a hell of a ride. I love it. <laughs> I have met the most wonderful people. Our clothing has been in movies. We wrote a book. I wrote a book uh, called I Want to Live Forever. You can get it on Amazon. It's published yeah. by Karen Bookworks, and which is owned by Bathsheba Monk. And... Um, I, it tells about all the stories that go with the clothing right. and um, it's, it's just been great. And this is my whole life. I love it. I want to leave it to my children and um, they're interested in it. So nice. That's funny because you don't like, <clears throat> like you're, you're talking about the book. Like you don't really think clothing having a story and I didn't oh, really yeah. think, but I actually um, watch you read one of the excerpts out of the book. And I was like, wow, that is like, that's that was a really profound, cool. a profound story. That story yeah. in particular was very heart wrenching. And it was, it, it was um, because it was very true what I said. And I don't even know where I got the words to say what I said to her. Right. I think sometimes we are put in somebody's life for a purpose. Absolutely. And I needed to say what I said, which was, uh, it takes a strong woman to keep a child and raise it on her own. And it yeah. takes a strong woman to give a child away. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it takes a strong woman to stay in a marriage and it takes a strong woman to leave a marriage. Yeah. And so um, when I hugged her, she immediately wasn't cold anymore. She was very warm. And sometimes you just need that validation. And yeah. so sometimes we're all put in each other's lives for a reason. You know? I think so. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. It's it, even if it's just for a moment, it's like a drive by. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. You got a lot of drive bys you know, in life. It's like when you modeled for me, and I, I yeah. told you earlier, um, that was your last day as a physical uh, uh, yeah. male yeah. or female. female. And I was, um, I came home and I cried <laughs> and I was very emotional about it. Aww. And but I felt very um, honored to be just a small part of right. that. Because I know how much it meant to you. Yeah. And uh, when people say, I, I don't understand this trans thing. And I don't understand. I always say, just imagine you're not allowed to wear your favorite color. Or you're not allowed to uh, do a certain thing that you love. And um, I cannot imagine not wearing sequins. I can't imagine not wearing leopard. I can't imagine right. not wearing my crazy wigs. I can't right. imagine not being myself. Right. And so when you think about that, um, that's what it's like. You're not allowed to be yourself if you can't, you know, make the change. Oh yeah. Because it's like, I, I always tell people, it, look, they're like, oh, well, God made you this way. Why are you changing it? I said, well, first off, I don't believe in God, but if we're gonna if we're gonna debate and we're gonna play devil's advocate there, uh, you're not a blonde yet. You dyed your hair. Yeah. You get braces on because your teeth are crooked. You're not. Why don't you keep what God gave you? Mm -hmm. It can't work for just one thing and not all. You have to. 
you, you have to leave it open for all. We, we're, the only thing is that in the beginning, we come in alone and we go out alone. That's it. Everything we're in between. Gonna, we're all, right. right. That's, everything in between is what you make of it. And right. when I look at that and people try telling me, well, you know, your parents are turning. I've had people tell me your parents are turning in your grave in their grave because you oh, did this to them. That. And I'm like, my parents are dead. <laughs> I mean, well, they're not I, turning anywhere. They're stuck. In well, <laughs> you know, and, and that's and that's your belief and that's your prerogative. But right. I know from my perspective at, at being a believer and a spiritual person, hmm. I think that um, whoever you know, or whatever is out there. Um, I do believe in God and I do believe that he looks at each one of us and it says in the Bible, he knows every hair on our head. And I think he knows what's in our heart and it's not important what color we dye our hair and what, right. whatever we choose to do. Um, because we are all, we all should just accept each other as humans. Right. Right. And I also think of it like this. It's not that I was placed, okay, it's not that there was a mistake made. No. Does, do people ever think that maybe it, this was on purpose to see if I would actually come to terms with it and learn to not overcome, but learn to make space for it and then find my truth? Isn't that what we're doing our whole life is trying to find our authentic self? Right. That's it. Right. Our entire life, we're just looking to find our authentic self and then at the end of the day, if you can sit there and live this life and it comes to your deathbed and you say, I have lived, I didn't just yeah. exist. I have lived my life yeah. to the fullest and I have lived it authentically. That's all we're trying to do. That's all transgender people or anybody right. in life is trying and to do. When you, when you are doing that, you become a happy person and a well-adjusted yes. person. Absolutely. When you are happy and well-adjusted, you can serve others and right. you can do things that are important in life. Yes. And I think that that's, you know, people who are miserable and suffering with anxiety and depression and all these things, uh, they can't serve other people and they can't because they can't even help themselves. Right. So when you become this authentic person and you become true to yourself and you're happy and you're content, then you can go on and, and help other people so right. that they become the same thing, no Absolutely. matter what their situation is. I mean, I look at it as a, a more broader perspective than just, you know, trans or, or right. lesbian or gay, whatever. It's, it's whatever. And um, I think, I hope that what this COVID situation has um, instilled in people, uh, we were all on lockdown for how long? Yeah. Um, I hope it's um, made people think that um, we need each other. We need each other. We need human yeah. contact and we need each other. I mean, I was, I was so blue. I missed all my customers and I missed my friends. And uh, I mean, talking on the phone just doesn't cut it. Right. You know, you miss hugging people and, um, and kissing people. And um, so I just, I hope that, that this bad situation we had with COVID um, brought everybody to a realization that we need each other and that we, we need to look at each other as humans. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I say, oh my God, everybody's writing up in here. Uh oh. Lighting up. Let me give a quick shout out. Trixie, Trixie, stop in. Um, Kat, Lynn Christie, thank you for stopping in. Sandy, thank you for coming in. Cam, then of course, yes, he's a smart ass. He put you in your color coordinated closet. Absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. Hi, Patricia, little bit. Michelle, 
and let me see, Ili Parabo, how are you? He he said every, I love it that he always comes and supports. He wrote, that's why I'm an ally to the community. Uh, Rosa, thank you. So yeah, I think I hit everybody. Here we go. Um, he wrote, to be yourself is the meaning of honesty. True. You know, and that that's that's what it is. Orion says, I must come see this shop. Yes, you must come see this shop. Oh, yeah. This shop is out of this world. It is literally an experience in and of itself. Because that was the Falling one thing down that the I, rabbit hole. <laughs> I remember when I went there, I went in and I was like, oh, there's so much everywhere. I was like, I'm like, this was great. Oh, it was so great. And everything is just, and it's, I don't know, it just, you literally, you could tell that that's you in that store. It's like, I believe, like, I may not believe in a God or whatever, but I do believe in energy. And I do believe if there is a God out there, um, that God has really important things to do, like keep the universe together, um, stop us from crashing into the sun. He's not worried about the little shit down here, okay? He's, <laughs> he's worried about real shit in the universe, all right? But at the same, hi, Ted, um, at the same token, um, oh God, where was I going with this? Um, I believe in energy and the right. energy that I feel when I go into that store, it's, it's you, it just spews out, it permeates. And it's all this energy of, but it's also the past and the right. present. And like you said, it's like a hundred thousand stories in this one little place. Right. And I try to preserve all the stories that I yeah. get with each garment. So when somebody buys something, I say, you know, I got to tell you about the lady that owned this, or I have to tell you about the guy that owned that. And I have to tell you what happened to her. And um, I'm still collecting stories. You know, I, I get clothes all the time and I always say, oh my gosh, this is crazy. One time I had a matador suit and I had a, I have a <laughs> 1920s bathing suit. I don't know who's going to wear that because it goes down below your knee and it has this little skirt. I'm like, oh. You'd be, surprised. you'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, so you'd be I, surprised. I just, I try to collect, and I don't know how I remember them all because I can't remember what I had for breakfast, <laughs> but I remember all these stories because right. they're important to me. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I love passing it on, especially to young kids. And um, I don't know. I just, uh, I feel like I'm preserving history. I'm the keeper of memories and I, Absolutely. I really love it. I love it. And um, I enjoy it. Absolutely. And I pick every single thing that comes in the shop. Some things I say yes, some things I say no, but right. things that are in the shop are everything that I love or I would wear myself. Right. That's, I mean, there was actually, uh, I, there was one outfit that I remember that stood out to me. It was that red jacket. It was like a, it was, I think it was a 50s. I think it was 50s. Oh, red, red corduroy with a black velvet. Yeah, that's I think it was, well, it was, it was kind of, um, no, it was a short. Oh God, it was kind of short. Oh, it was orange. Yeah, it was orange. That's okay. old. That was from 1940. That was okay. Beautiful. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. this is, and to, it, that's just crazy to just wear something from that era. Like most yeah. of the time, I'm just making costumes or whatever, but to actually yeah. feel something from that era is just fascinating to me. It's just. And fascinating. what we try to do too is, if we do, if if something is ruined that I can't repair it. Uh, we take it and Frankenstein it into something else. So we try to preserve it and just put everything together so that right. um, we don't throw it in the garbage. It's really important just to reuse and reuse, recycle, do something with it. I mean, see, I get, have, yeah. I'm very bad with that. Like I just throw oh. it out. So now, now, no, you have, I have been reprimanded. Yes. I've been have. reprimanded. So my wife, 
<laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. My wife is the first one. Let's take it to the thrift store. But I'm so impatient. So I'm just like, I want it there now. Like now. Yeah. Like yeah. clean out well, the house now. And and well, she put it you in know, a garbage bag there. and stick it in your car. You know, put it in a in fact, I even encourage people, don't put them in garbage bags. Put right. them in uh clothes baskets and just empty it when you get to the to the right. uh, you know, because it's just this plastic business is is so bad. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it's also uh when if you don't if you buy something new, it's really important that you know where it's coming from. Right. I mean, is the diamond that you're buying in the store mined by an eight-year-old boy in Africa right. that's getting nothing but a bowl of rice for I mean, you right. have to know this stuff. Be conscious. Be conscious. And so when you're buying a beaded dress, is it being beaded by a 12-year-old girl in Bangladesh? Is she getting paid? Is she is she ordered to work from uh, dawn to dusk? I mean, it's really important to know that kind yeah. of stuff because do you want to be uh, supporting that? So um, we're really against the... Um, uh, sexual trafficking and and we're right. against um, uh, exploitation of women and children and uh, so that's why we we support a number of charities which are on our website too right which we're actually I want people to take a look here we have these you want to tell me about this oh uh, yeah that's a 30 by 40 acrylic on stretched canvas it's uh, called Queen of a Broken Heart. And uh, the heart is all sectioned in little parts. And I made all these little designs inside the heart. And it is dripping droplets of blood, which are clocks, because it's wasted time. That's it's phenomenal. Wasted time. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Like, I, and for anybody who doesn't know, she paints these. I mean, I guess <laughs> I, I paint furniture. I paint every. I paint rocks, too. <laughs> <laughs> I paint everything I, I can get my hands oh. on. Don't get cat started because she does the rock painting. She she okay. and she leaves them all over the town. You know. Yes, yes, that's important. Good for her. Yep, yep. But um, yeah. So there's this one, and for everybody who knows, she does do these paintings, and a, it goes to charity. So I mean, there are some charities. You have the Black Lives Matter. Yes, it's a survival fund. Yes, it's a survival fund. Um, there's women's against women against abuse .org. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. It houses women. It houses women, uh, you know, that are domestic violence survivors. Yeah. And there's truthforwomen.org. And that uh, helps people, uh, um, women and children taken out of se sexual trafficking. Okay. And then cuav.org. I started writing it, but then I'm like, I ended up going kind of up, but I put support LGBTQ plus healing that have experienced violence violence or abuse in yep. the workplace anywhere mm -hmm. right so here's another one can you tell me about that one that's the warrior angel yeah mm -hmm. and she's bleeding and uh because she fought for what was right mm. and then i have one more here i'm uh, libra so of course okay. i'm gonna be a little little partial right. to the scales well, I painted a series of paintings that have to do with tarot cards because I'm Roma. Mm. So um, this is the Scales of Justice, uh, which is a major arcana card in the tarot deck. Mm. And uh, But the tarot cards that I am painting are all women. Mm. And um, 
because I'm an advocate for women also. So, um, but this is, they're all like 1920s art deco sort of kind of looking or uh, futuristic, whatever. And the um, justice um, card is uh, really important. So I painted Absolutely. her. Yeah. Yeah, that was just, they're beautiful. So if anybody is interested in some of these paintings, please look her up. I Appreciate have everything. It. Yep. I have everything going scrolling by. So if you don't get it the Thank first you. time, you'll get it the hundredth time after it's scrolled by. <laughs> Thank you. You know, we got to keep it going. We got to support yes. local and we have to support small businesses. You know, they, they're the ones who have struggled the most with this whole COVID thing. I'm which, just grateful how to How did be you make here. it through? Well, oh, it, <laughs> oh. we closed March the 17th, 2019, and I had unemployment and then we had COVID emergency fund, mm. but that only lasted for a certain amount of weeks. Um, so I was getting money. I was trying to sell whatever on Facebook and Instagram. I was doing live shows and wow. uh, Clayton was helping me and our marriage was dying. Mm. And uh, um, I'm not, it's not anybody's fault. We were married for almost 18 years and um, I, it left me with a broken heart. And it's just, it's, it, it shit happens. I said right. shit. Oh God. But yeah, I mean, that's okay. Gonna, you, look, look, I look, look here. I'm going to say shit and fuck. Okay. Uh, there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my mother died. Okay. So that was March the 17th, March, April, May, June, July. My mother died of COVID. I'm sorry. Um, August 28th, my husband left, uh, September 10th, my stepfather passed away. Mm. Um, and then in December, I got COVID. And my kids also got COVID around the same time. Um, and I'm going to tell you, they were putting me in the ambulance on the 23rd of December. I had a high fever and I was delirious. And I, mm. But I remember them playing Blue Christmas in the ambulance. They had, oh, wow. they had a, a radio or something going. And the guy said to me, you're going to be okay. And they're giving me oxygen. And I remember saying, just let me die. Right. I just really just wanted to die. I did. Oh, I'm so but, sorry. you know, for some reason, you know, you just have to go through the pain. You have to go through everything. I made a lot of poor choices in the following weeks. I mean, I just, <laughs> they don't know, count. They don't what count. What do you do? You know, they don't count. I mean, I just, I, I, and so my very, very dear friend from high school, his name is Mike Bauer, bought me paints and um, canvases for as a Christmas present. And I was sick as a dog, so couldn't do anything. And then I think it was January. I just started painting and I painted my guts out. And I think wow. it was like a healing therapeutic experience. Right. And um, and I thought, well, uh, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And I thought, you know what? I it's I don't know if it's any good. I mean, I don't think it's any good. Oh, I, no. I, I, Actually, I, I think, know. you know, you know what vibe it gives me? What? It gives me, I don't know if you see Frida Kahlo paintings. Really? Oh my that God. gives me like a very, because Frida Kahlo did a lot of primitive, you yeah, know, um, yeah, but did. it's not primitive. Like, uh, 
I hate that word because I don't, it's not well, primitive. No, like I it's know not what good. You mean. It's not yeah, really, it's, you know, like a life, uh, like raw. a right. It's raw. That's what I mean by primitive. It's like very and raw. She did the same thing. She yeah. said that she took, uh, she said, you know, I thought, I could drown my sorrows, but the bastard learned to, to swim. swim. I drank and, you know, and tried to drink so my sorrows. So what do you do with all that? And she she also painted all her pain. And so that's yeah. what I did. I painted all my pain. All right. And um, and so I feel that um, it, it's still coming out of me, you know? Right. I right. mean, I paint. Sometimes I get up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and I'll be, you know, I, I, do, I don't use pajamas when I sleep. I just sleep in the raw. I'm the nature girl. <laughs> and sometimes I'll just go in my front room and I'll just start painting. So if anybody wow. breaks into the house, they're going to be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <laughs> what they get for breaking in. <laughs> that's what you get. You shouldn't have been breaking in nobody's house. There you go. There you yeah. go. But, you know, um, I just feel that, well, what better way to... Um, give to charity then you know take your broken heart and make it into art right you know? right so, right that's so beautiful to be working all right well we are going to take a quick break we have to okay. put some commercials through okay and uh we'll be right back okay cool all right now you can support master of none through our online store we have home accessories t-shirts sweatshirts and much much more you can purchase at www.masterofnone923.wixsite.com slash my-site slash store. Thank you. All right, I'm back. Um, I did want to make a quick little comment real quick. Oh, oh, there's your merchandise. You can buy that, but that's not what I wanted to click. Um this week, we have International Family Equality Day. That was on the 3rd, so we happen to miss it, have missed it. But on the 8th, it's Asexual Visibility Day. So I'm going to try every week to bring, you know, um, what's going on, awareness days to the community. Um, and with that said, we're going to bring Roselle and Moore back, all right? Hey. Hey, I just put gum in my mouth. I'll take it out. <laughs> no, no, no. That's okay. Keep it on. You're good. No, that's You're okay. Good. I chew like a cow. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, um, um. Yeah, I hear you. No, mine, it slips right through the gap. It's just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> what's the point of gum? What's the point of it? It just goes right through. Aw. <laughs> I used to have a gap. <laughs> Did you? Well, you know, I was going to get braces when I was younger, like when I was about 30, and everybody just had a meltdown. And they're like, no. Don't get rid of your gap. It's it's a part of your personality. And it like, is. It is. It is. All right. Okay. I, I really miss my it. gap, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'm like it's. Uh, I guess. Well, then and now at this point, I'm I'm 50 some years old. I actually say, when I get dentures, can they put a gap in the dentures? You know, and they're like, yeah, we could do that. Okay, we're good. <laughs> my fake teeth are gonna have a gap. Okay, good. It is what it is. All right. So let's talk. All right. We're going to talk a little bit deeper. We're going to go into family. And you were raising a son who is within the LGBT yeah. rainbow family. And what was that like? And what were the struggles and, and advice you could give parents? Well, um, when I had Matthew, uh, let me see, that was 1991. And um, we lived in the little town of Berwick, Pennsylvania which uh, I think we have like 6,000 people in the town, you know, home of the Berwick Bulldogs. And mm. um, so it's a, it's a great little town. Um, 
but you know, being in a small town, there's just no, no uh, gay community there. I think there's maybe three gay people in town Four, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's more now, (laughs) but, um, Matthew just couldn't, I, I mean, when he was little, when he was like two, he used to put my knee highs on and mm. dance around in my daughter's crinoline slip and sing sisters, sisters, you know, <laughs> for like Christmas. And I knew that I knew that he was gay. So right. when he was 12 and he came in the dining room and he says, mom, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, what? You know, I thought he killed something. I right. thought, I don't know. You know, and he said, I don't like boobs. I remember him telling me I don't oh. like boobs. He was 12, you know? And I said, well, that's okay, Maddie. You don't have to like boobs, you know? Now my mother, God rest her soul, you know, Italian Catholic, you know, yeah. It's not a good thing to have a Fenoik in the family, you know. Right. She was, so she was buying him Avril Lavigne posters with the boobs hanging out, and she was shoving this stuff oh. on him. And Matthew, look at these books. Matthew, look at this girl. Look, isn't she? And she was like, wasn't accepting it. And finally, I said to her, Ma, he is who he is. Let him alone, you know. Right. And uh, she really, and I didn't really have her support. But um, my stepfather, I did. And um, uh, and Clayton, of course, supported my son. And um, so we just, and as much as we loved him, I mean, I thought, you know, you have a baby, you love it, and it grows up, and everything's right. fine, and roses, and, and no, it's not. Because even though um, you accept your child as who they are, they can't accept themselves. Yeah. You know? And so for people out there that say, oh, well, they choose to be gay. No, they don't. Okay. No one chooses that because they know Matthew knew that everybody was like against him, you know, and I don't think anybody chooses that. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I felt bad for him and he, he couldn't find where he fit anywhere. So he got into trouble and he self-medicated you know, weed and and crystal meth and whatever, you know, he just got in a whole lot of trouble. He ended up arrested and he had to go Mm. away. And it was, it was hard. And there was nowhere for us to go. Um, There was P flag there in town run by a gentleman, but really what needs to happen, there needs to be a community, right? It takes a village. That's not a small sentence. It takes a village and it needs to be not people like me. It needs to be the LGBT community supporting people like me that have a gay son. So when, you know, you can't say go to Families Anonymous and go to PFLAG and go to here and go to there. No, 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 no. What needs to happen is they your your tribe needs to come and support you. Right. Support the parent supporting the child. Right. Because that child has to know that they're not wrong, bad, and horrible, and they're still okay. And they need to look at other functioning gay, lesbian, and you know, right. people that are successful and are happy and are in marriages and are in partnerships and they are members of the community and they're business owners and they need to look at examples. And I think that's what the problem with Matthew was he couldn't look at any examples. Right. And so when Matthew got out of the um, the place where he went for rehabilitation because he had gotten arrested, um, I remember that at that time there was a man in Berwick and I won't mention his name, but he was gay. 
and he went out to throw his garbage uh, or put his garbage on the curb for the garbage people the next day. And six men jumped him and beat him to death mm. with steel pipes. And this was a 50 some year old man. Uh. And I, all I could think of was, um, I can't let this happen to my son. Yeah. I, I, they killed this man because he was gay. I cannot allow my son to come out of this um, uh, uh, rehabilitation center and and he's going to be beaten to death because right. now everybody's going to know, which everybody did. Right. Um, what ended up happening was I had a, a seven-year-old son, Ezio. And uh, so his father took it upon himself to um, take him away from me because he didn't want me to move out of the area. Mm. If I didn't move out of the area, Matthew would have been in danger. If I stayed in Berwick, I could have kept custody of my little son. Right. So I think the most horrible thing in my life was that I had to choose between my sons. Mm. And I had to keep one alive or keep one from being bullied. I don't know. I, I can't say that anything would have happened to, to, to Matthew, but if it happened to that man, it would have happened to Matthew. Right. And they never, never prosecuted anybody for it. So that, uh, that, as a parent, that is probably one of the, or not, no, is the most terrifying thing. It is. is to lose it your is. child. You, That's, that, that is. And I all I could think of was, remember that uh, the boy that was gay that they tied to a fence and tortured him and mm -hmm. I forget what state that was. And I mean, there's so many of those stories. stories. Yeah. And that's why I support the organization that I support on my website, the CUAB.org, because that can't happen. I mean, right. that, that shouldn't happen to anybody for any reason. Right. You know, that's why I support Black Lives Matter. Nobody should should be beaten or, or killed or anything because of who or what they are. Exactly. And so um, I know I'm singing to the choir, but, you know, that's why I moved down here. That was like the sole reason. Yeah. And um, so I moved down here and I moved down here without my little boy, my, my youngest. Uh, the judge took him away from me. Oh. And that's and, uh, and that was sad, you know. Yeah. My mother testified, and we didn't we didn't speak for eleven years. My mother and I, because she testified in court that she felt that um, Matthew, my son, would molest my little son because he was gay. Oh. And all that little tiny seed that was planted in the judge's <sighs> mind. It was all, yeah. and there was nothing that they could say about me. I wasn't a bad mother. It was a good mother. Right. Was right. You know, my youngest son went to live with his father and it was impossible to maintain a relationship. And uh, my mother and I didn't talk for 11 years. Wow. Wow. And That's it was the saddest. It was the saddest thing. And it all centered around this anti-gay blah, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, right. I can't even believe. And these, this is my family that have known right. me all my life. Um, this is people that go to church. And I was like, I can't even believe it. And they blamed me. My mother blamed me 
that Matthew was gay because she said, I know Matthew saw you naked coming out of the shower and that's what made him gay. And I'm like, oh, oh holy crap. <laughs> I thought, look at the power I have. Wow. I was about to say. Gay, left and right. Yep. You know? <laughs> One time I was naked <laughs> and it just fucked the kid up for life. Like, what uh, the hell is life. that? For, for life. life. You know, I, 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 you know, I don't, mm. I just, and so I'm like, look at this abuse that I have to take. You know, and it's so sad because people like they for the I was actually listening to a podcast today and it was talking about how how they act like back then, like this was a mental illness. This was a yes. mental illness and it was yes. a disease. Yes. Like but, and then you know, for the but then for them to decide to turn like, okay, if you choose to be gay, then you're choosing this disease. That doesn't even make like any doesn't type of sense. sense. No. Whatsoever. And, and, and I have to tell you, my life right now is so blessed and so rich knowing so many people in the LGBT community. Right. I mean, I am so blessed. I love the people that are in my life. Right. And um, so I think that people who have these stupid thoughts like that, Right. are uh, making their world very small. Right, That's right. That's all on them. Exactly, know. 100%. And and the truth is, is, like, I always look at it like this. Like, I didn't I didn't transition until after my mother passed because I knew she was a Pentecostal minister. There was oh, just well. no way, no. no way I was going to be able to transition, at least right. without breaking her heart. Right. And... She ended up passing. My father had passed years ago. And that I, it's so funny because like our stories are so similar. Like I lost my mother. Then I lost my grandmother. My marriage ended. All these things right. within like a six month span. Right. And I looked at that and I'm just like, wow, how much can a person endure? But it just goes to show you can endure and you can be strong. And after she was gone, I was just like, you know what? I don't have to worry about it anymore. I can transition now. Even though I'm only, I'm 49 years old. What was I thinking being 49 years old and transitioning? But now I get to live my authentic life. Right. You know, and it's, it's, it's crazy because, oh, look, he made an amazing comment right here. I can't recall when I chose to be hetero. That's right. Right. Like, nobody chooses these things. You know, when you're, when you're young, when you're, I remember when I was five, I had a grandfather who was an artist and his name was Orterio Villa, he was a great artist. And he had a book of Michelangelo sculptures and whatever. And I remember looking through this book and I'm looking at all these sculptures and all their penises were broken off because, you know, <laughs> Michelangelo, these are old, you know. And so I never knew things. I never knew what a penis really looked like until I got married because everything was all perfect <laughs> and everything. But you know, I, I was looking through this book and I'm like, and, and I, I loved seeing both the male right. naked statues and the female. And then and but it didn't dawn on me, oh well, I think I'm gay. I was five. No, you don't think of these things, and I don't think that's Part of you isn't supposed to develop until you're in puberty, puberty or or whatever. Right. So you and get older. So you're not even supposed to think about that. But you know, as you're as a child, you know, this was art, and and I just, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I 
I think people put too much stress on, right. you know, things like that, you know. And it's so funny because I have a similar one. I was five and I was in kindergarten and this girl wanted to play uh, house. Mm-hmm. And so she just literally looked at me. She said, you're the daddy. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm the daddy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but in, in all seriousness, it just felt comfortable. It felt natural right. to me. Like, uh-huh. like, there's a difference between sexual orientation and, you know, what you're attracted to and what you feel inside. Right. You know, so when she said, you're the daddy, I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. And literally my, I went into like daddy mode and I was trying to stop, like, I'm protecting the kitchen. She's cooking for me, even though it's a uh-huh. piece of cardboard, but she's cooking. Okay. And so what did I do? I grabbed the blocks, you know, the little cardboard mm-hmm. blocks. I start beaming kids, just beaming right. them. You're not coming into the kitchen. I'm protecting my wife. You know, <laughs> you know that's what you think of but, as a five-year-old then, kid. Right. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. you know, I used to like to play with Tonka trucks See? in the dirt. Yeah. And I love to play with Barbies too, you know? And, but I love to, play, but that doesn't mean I'm gay and it, right. you know, but I just, and I, and one of my kids, which shall remain nameless, but it's a, he, and he loves the color pink. Why is my that bad for a, pink and purple? Why yeah. is it bad for a male to have a, a color pink? I mean, we, we have taken things. So we, we've categorized things in such narrow categories. Right. It's just so sad that we Absolutely. can't even live. Yeah, so, it's like, uh, oh, you can't wear pink. It makes you gay. Yeah. Like, well, no. Well, I, I'm the first one. Real men wear pink. Okay. Because first yeah. off, my complexion, I look good in pink. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I don't, I don't really, you know, it's, I think what's beautiful is at our age, and I say our age because we're very close in age, we have got to see time change and things evolve. Yes. Well, what it was like in the eighties and seventies is it's, it still happens, but not like people are coming around more now. I think I really do because I live in Lancaster and it's very progressive. It's very progressive here. Like people don't bat an eye to gay people. I live in the ghetto with a ton of Latinos and they know I'm trans and they'll be the first ones to like step up for me. You know, it's just, it's, and that would have never happened 10 years ago. You're very, very fortunate, but there are a lot of people. I mean, look who we just had as our president. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There are a lot of people out there that do not feel that way and, Mm -hmm. and that are very hard hearted and, and just full of hate. And so I would like to say to you, yes. Oh yes. We're evolving, but no, we haven't evolved from what, not enough, you know, the (laughs) civil rights in the, in the, 50s and 60s we have not we have right. not we have not at all because it just keeps we're just spinning around in the mud we're, it's not going anywhere <sighs> and i think that uh and now is the time now is the time right. you know we have to we have to make a change and we have to make it stick right for right everybody. no i totally for everybody so. i definitely agree with that and i i think i think it's gonna it it will like, and the main thing at the end of the day is educating people, educating people, educating. I think that is a key component. Support, like you were talking about earlier, support groups, key component, making sure there's plenty of support groups and education and getting people to understand this is not a disease. There is nothing wrong with the LGBT people. There is nothing wrong with the rainbow community. 
No. Nothing. You know. The, I'll tell you what, it's the best and most wonderful party time. <laughs> I, I love, you know. I, you know, for my 60th birthday, I'm going to plan a big birthday party. And I hope, I hope to get 50 drag there. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I know. Oh, well, I, we're getting close to the end and I want to talk about your book. I definitely, and for anybody who doesn't know, here is her book. I want to live forever. I God, really want to promote this. Pounds ago. Look how nice that's 40 pounds. <laughs> that's pre-COVID. That's yeah. pre-COVID. It's called COVID weight. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-COVID. So tell me a little bit more about this. Um, I was sharing my stories on Facebook uh, with every outfit that I put out there on a model. And so Bathsheba Monk uh, came walking into the shop and she said, take your stories down. We're going to write a book. I said, oh, okay. Because I had no <laughs> idea what to even do first. And so uh, we put this book together and um, it turned out to be really great. And it's about not only uh, about all the stories that uh, that I have with the clothes, but I also wrote a story at the end uh, and about how clothes make the person look, you know, it's, it's your character. This is your right. personality. This is what's important. Right. And so at the end, we have the the characters in the book. Uh, uh, in the story that I made and um, and their clothes reflect and it's about this woman named Ginger who's just a hotsy totsy badass and <laughs> she wears hotsy totsy badass clothes. So, well there you go. Yeah That's it's a really amazing. it's really cool and and it's a, a quick read. It's only 20 bucks but it's a nice gift to get someone and um, it's just cool and I'm very grateful to Bashita for allowing me to do that. Well, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to get it because I'm now my, my curiosity is definitely peaked. Um, <laughs> and then maybe I could bring you back on and then we could talk sure. about all these stories because that sure. would be, and I got a that ton would be of amazing. <laughs> and there's also actually, there's another <laughs> uh, podcast, another audio, not audio, another vodcast that they actually do authors on. Oh, wow. So I might throw you their way after I'm done my interview then i'll throw you there <laughs> okay, sure, sure. i gotta hook up my show first okay. <laughs> but yeah no i would definitely love to do that um i want everybody please like i said check the scroll with scrolling please write it down and actually when i post this i'll probably put it underneath so that way they can find you and connect with you and maybe come to your shop can I say one thing? Oh, we're no, having, of course. Please. We're having our giant doorbuster warehouse sale. Make me an offer sale on May the 10th, Monday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And so what we do is we roll out about 19 racks full of vintage clothes, all different kinds of crazy things. Crazy. I mean, crazy. Oh Sometimes, I mean, we don't know what the heck we're doing <laughs> now. And so what you do is you just grab everything you want. And you come to me and you make me an offer and I accept it. Make me an offer I can't refuse. God, ah, there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> it's bring bring cash only. You can't use a gift certificate. Bring cash, wear a mask, and bring your own bag. So there it's it's very, very simple. But we will have it at 1180 Main Street. That's the warehouse. And all of this is on our website. And it's also on our Facebook. And we will have an event uh, posted sh uh, shortly. It's on our Instagram. So, okay. yeah. Please stay tuned for that. Yeah. So that, and also go to the page and like it, please. Like, 
like the page and it's RC Vintage. RC, RC More Vintage. RC More Vintage. Lord, you give me one thing and I got to screw that up. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, get the paddle. Beat me. Yep. Beat me no, with the paddle. The wooden spoon. <laughs> the wooden spoon, no. Yeah, or my slipper. Where is it? <laughs> no, now I'm really getting a flashback, okay? <laughs> what do you call I'm it? Puerto Rican. <laughs> the chancla. I'll be like, <laughs> that's chancla. I'm going to start dunking. Oh, my goodness. Yep, I'll start getting a flashback quick. <laughs> Lord, and don't crack a belt. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I know. I remember. That, I'm like, what What was that? <laughs> we grew up anyway. okay. Yeah, you know, I didn't turn out too bad. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah right. look, I figured. I said, okay, well, I damaged my kids. Not as bad as I was damaged. Not as bad. Close, well, I but not naked as bad. In front of my son. Oh my god! I, walked, <laughs> oh. I got out of the shower. Oh, I made him gay. That you was know? terrible. Like, may my mother rest in peace. But God love her. She. Uh, I, I told her. I said, you know, you taught me how to be a parent, and she got all happy. Yeah, I said, "Don't be happy." And she's like, "You told me what not to do." <laughs> she was yeah, like, I told my mom that really. <laughs> and you know, after my mom testified against me in court and everything, uh, eleven years later, I went back and I talked to my mom because I thought if something happens to her, because she was eighty in her eighties, yeah, yeah, I couldn't leave it like that. So I went back yeah. and talked to her, and and she cried and she said, "I made a mistake." Oh, and I guess that's that's all I needed, you know, because at the end of the day, your mother is your mother. Yeah. 100%. And uh, and we never talked about it again after that. Yeah, I, I I get that because like with my mom, like it was peace because at the end of the day, you know, they did the best with what they had. They they knew they knew what the look. We come from very similar ethnic yeah. groups, and yeah. that's how they were brought up. And yeah, and you know, I the only thing I always tell my kids, I said, just show me the mercy that I showed my parents. That's mm -hmm. all I ask. I, I'm not a perfect parent. I wasn't a perfect parent, but I didn't fuck up Nobody's like that, a perfect, but, you know? Nobody's a perfect parent. You never know yeah. what to do. Like I said, you yeah. you think you're going to have a child and just love it and it's going to grow and everything's going to be great. Yeah. It, it just doesn't turn out that way. No, no. It doesn't. And you are faced with, you, you, you know, you have your child for a certain amount of hours in the day and then the world has your child. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So you're dealing with a lot here, but you know, uh, it's all about the love. That's it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, this was fun. Thank you so much <laughs> Thank for you, doing this. You know, because that now it's not like the drive-by. It's not me getting changed, hurry up, taking pictures and leaving. This is <laughs> this was actually great to be yeah, able to we connect. Have, we have to hang out more. We have to oh hang out. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, you yeah. would love Kat. I mean, we yeah. all definitely go out, maybe do some karaoke or something, you know. Oh my she gosh, I love karaoke. karaoke. I love but karaoke. That's her thing. She yeah. lives for karaoke. So Good. but and everybody, please make sure you check out the site. Check out the sites. All these scrolling. And if you didn't write it down, damn it, write it down now. Yep. And check it out. All right. Thank so you. thank you again for sharing your life, sharing your story. Because you know what? What you do with clothes is what I try to do with people's stories. Oh, you know, I I feel, I feel everybody has an amazing story. Everybody is unique. We're like, we're like right. fingerprints. Yeah. And there's something you may have said tonight that could have touched somebody on a level that maybe they're struggling or they're going through and that helped them along. If it, if it only helps one person, that's all that matters. Right. You know, at the end of the day. So I just want to thank you. It was such an honor to have you. Thank you. Thank so you. make sure you stick around after, just because I, I put you backstage, stick around. Okay. All right, don't don't go away. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. All right, thank you guys and
so much for coming in and giving your comments and everything. All right. So good night. Support Rainbow Soul. Check out the Rainbow Soul merchandise for your favorite new shirt. A variety of colors and styles to suit your taste. Show off your love for Rainbow Soul. Get cool designs with your favorite quotes. Designs come in a variety of colors so that you can express your most authentic self. Support Rainbow Soul in spreading the word that queer, gender variant, intersex, transgender is sacred. Rainbow Soul, putting the soul back into queer. Order your unique Rainbow Soul merchandise at rainbowsoul.show. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what exactly does that mean? It is a figure of speech in reference to a person who has dabbled in many things rather than gaining expertise by only focusing on one. So much knowledge and wisdom out there at our fingertips, yet so difficult to grasp. Everything and everyone has a little piece of the truth, and it is up to us to determine what our truth is. In this busy world, creating the time, the space to nourish our bodies, mind, and soul has become a difficult task. So let's take a moment to learn something, something small, in whatever way the universe decides to reveal it. It could be someone's story, a quote, a spiritual practice, maybe a song or a movie. The opportunities are limitless and all around us if we just take a moment to see. We are all students of life experiences. So let us learn from one another. There is no right or wrong path. There is only your path and your journey. So let's begin our adventure and explore all the world has to offer. And let us become a master of none.